Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Raj Geary and Matt Morgan. Tonight we're talking about the fallout from Great Balls of Fire, Monday Night Raw for July 10th, 2017. How's it going, Matt? Going good. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you doing, Raj? I'm doing good. Uh, i got a few different things going on right now, but, but doing good. So, uh, interesting night tonight. Set up a couple things in motion for the weeks ahead. Looks like we got a couple different directions this could go in. But, Matt, let's start with the first segment, man. Uh, so, it looks like it's going to be Big Cast versus The Big Show, at least for a little while here. How do you feel about this as Cass's first feud? Not good. Not good. I thought Big Show ate him up too much. Um, they should have just let Cass do what Braun Strowman does or what Braun Strowman would do in the past when it was time to be a chicken shit heel, which is when they do the face-to-face, don't let them get too close so everybody could see Big Show's taller. They shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. They should have let them stay three feet apart and then have Big Cass just back out of the ring slowly. Yeah. It, he'd have plenty of heat doing it, but instead they let Big Show hand him his ass, and I don't know what that was about. For a second there, I was thinking, did he fuck up? Mm. Like, I wonder if he did something wrong because this is not what you do with a big man and this is not what you – you do not give him that. You just don't. Like, the, 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 you know, he got killed. He got yeah. maimed. Yeah. Do you think that's just to, you know, uh, get, you know, get a little steam on Big Show because Cass will eventually go over? It's a Big Show. He's a Hall of Famer. He doesn't need steam. Yeah, but just since he hasn't been on TV, you know, in the last – That's my whole – that's my, that's my whole point. Yeah. Big Show doesn't the epitome do of not needing that. He doesn't need any of that shit. He's he's over. He's the Big Show. He's the world's largest athlete. He yeah. doesn't need a bunch of wins before he takes on somebody. The only time he would need that was if he if I if I if I'd say he's going against Brock Lesnar or somebody mm. like that, but not fucking Big Cass. Yeah. And there, there was no need to eat him up like that. There was none at all, and it really had me questioning. I wonder if Cass fucked up. I got to say, um, with Big Cass's promo, I think, you know, he was really trying out there. Um, yeah, he was. I just think, I don't know, there's just something about him that I, he, I, I don't know if he just looks too boy. You know, usually when you got these tall guys, uh, the ones that work, they usually look like badasses. And Big Cass doesn't. He just kind of looks like a, you know, like a tall, you know, teenage guy. He, he doesn't have that, uh, you know, that in- intimidating, scary look. And, in my opinion. So I just feel like there's something missing there where he doesn't come across as an intimidating big man. And I think that just kind of, kind of hurts him a little bit. I think, I think I had, I had the same exact thing. Um, the difference, and he's got to figure this out is he's got to figure out what that character is. Like for me, I figured it out is I'm a cocky motherfucker. So I'm going to put it all out there. How I think I'm the best athlete. I know I'm the best athlete. And that includes the X division little midgets too. I know I'm the best athlete in that fucking locker room. You give me a baseball, I can throw it faster. You give me a football, I can throw it further. You want to race me? I'll beat your ass. Um, you want to lift weights? I'll outlift you. I, that's what I consider being a better athlete, not fucking flip-flop and flying. So I really do believe that in my head, as arrogant as that sounds, that I am the fucking best athlete. So after a while, I was like, why fucking hide that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's who you are. You're this blueprint of the perfect giant. Fucking that's what you're calling yourself, goddammit. And, um, and it's a healed persona. It definitely is. But um, I have the same problem he does with that. We, we're all in good shape. We, we look younger. At least I did. Um, and um, it, it does affect – I know what you're saying. It does affect the overall scariness of the seven-foot monster, right? Um, 
But um, I know exactly what you're saying. So he's got to figure out what his persona is, what his character is, because it's not going to be Billy Badass. Yeah. All right. And he's still talking in that voice. I feel like when you see him just talk as himself, he comes across very charismatic. But there's something about that cadence when he's out there doing that, you know, and I think, you know, and he's doing this whole sort of slowing it down, sing-songy thing. I don't know. I don't know. I said this on Twitter. Braun Strowman has said maybe 200 words total in the last year and comes across more charismatic than Lane Casco on and on and on. I think that they just need to consolidate it down to something they can go in there and punch and hit, you know? I don't know. I just think... There's something missing there. I think his entrance music sucks. Um, oh, it's terrible. You know, again, they're trying. It, it has that like they're trying to do that intimidating vibe, but he doesn't look intimidating. I don't know. Grow a beard, yep. and like Matt. You know, I, I hate to say it, but when you weren't tough enough, you didn't look that intimidating. You yeah. Know? And then no, not at all. You got the beard and, and everything, and and then you look like a scary dude. And uh, not. I was gonna say this. Yeah, I don't think I do. I, I think I'm in the like not much better both than Kaz when it comes to that. No, but when um, you make the face, you know, when you, when you get that intense look, I think you, you know, you fit that, you fit that part. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> um, what, what I was going to say real quick is the other thing that I don't like is him holding his hand up mm. in his entrance. I, I, I don't, they're doing it to make him look th- so he looks taller and, and more, he's dominant. He's, he's, he's confident, you know, my, Shawn Michaels used to do that. Remember with the finger in the and air? Kevin Nash, too. He used to walk down. Nash did, too, but he didn't walk the whole aisle with it. Like, I don't know. There's something about it I don't like. Yeah. The Zeke, maybe that's... I don't know what it is. It just... The whole thing feels kind of half-baked. It doesn't feel to me like somebody said, Cass is ready for this. It was more like, oh, let's give it a try. It's been saying it we got someone that's seven feet tall. He's not super skinny. Let's, you know... So what do you do? Can... You put him out there with the one guy that's bigger than him in the ring. <laughs> that's death. And they should have learned that with me. They did that with me and Nathan Jones. They put Big Show on our team on Team Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. You know, granted for history book, which nobody's going to give a shit about, but we're okay. So we're on the biggest team in Survivor Series history. Nobody, you guys probably didn't even know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody cares about that. Um, so the trade off of having that versus I would have loved to have not been near Big Show for at least a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely would have made that trade off. And this, you're dead in the water once you do that. And um, it was very stupid of them, in my opinion, to do that and have him do what he did to him out there. He manhandled him and just made – he just punked him out. And it looked, part of it looked semi-shoot. Even though it wasn't a shoot, it looked like he was told to go embarrass him and manhandle him. And I don't know why. Yeah, it looked like he was leaning in and saying something to him and then Big Show just uh, popped him. But – I mean, I don't know about you guys. I thought this was going to be the main event tonight. I thought that's what they were going to come back and blow off the match and then move on from there. But now it's like, no, this is the storyline. We're going to see more of this next week. So hope to God it's better. Yeah, yeah hopefully it doesn't last all the way till SummerSlam. Me too. I'm guessing that, you know, I'm kind of guessing that's probably where they're going. We got six weeks, though, so hopefully not. This is an eternal. No Enzo tonight. Yeah. We'll see, oh, yeah. we'll see, guys. We'll see what happens there. Um, Elias Samson versus Finn Balor. So tonight, Finn got a definitive win. Uh, Elias working the crowd a little bit there tonight, getting them to <clears> do yeah. the exact response, which I thought was an improvement. But, Matt, what did you think of the match these guys put on? Solid. Um, Elias bores me a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just don't like the character still. I do not like the character. I like his in-ring work. 
I do not like his character. It bores me, and it's so fucking beneath Finn Balor, it's not even funny. I don't know how many weeks in a row I need to say, what the fuck are you doing with this guy, WWE? He is a main event act. Fucking treat him like one. Yeah, why was this not on the pay-per-view last night? You know, why not not do the Iron Man match with, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro and the Hardys? Just give them 15 minutes and have this match on the pay-per-view. To not, you know, not have Finn Balor on the pay-per-view, uh, I think. It, it just it just boggles my mind. I thought maybe they were saving it for SummerSlam, but they blew it off tonight. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they seem kind of clueless with them right now. But I thought the match was good, I, and I thought it was all on Finn. You know, Finn made the match, and uh, I thought he did awesome. He made Elias look really good. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought this was a good match. Yeah. I uh, got a little interaction between Finn and the, the Hardys, the Hardy boys uh, at the end of the match there. So we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. They got the unfortunate camera angle of Finn doing that delete chant. I'm sure you guys have seen the animated gif out there looking like Finn's doing a sig how uh, pointing oh, to the geez. ring. I, I, I no. haven't seen that. It was bad camera angle. You know, if you do that, just a little bit wrong with that motion. Um, so that was <laughs> captured tonight on the USA oh. Network. Um, so what do you think about the Hardys going in there and then uh, facing off against Gallows and Anderson only to have the Revival make an appearance at the end there? There were two things. Happy Revival. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought there were two things because first the Hardys get beat pretty clean, right? Oh, yeah. And then they get laid out right after that by another tag team. So either they might have gotten the broken thing back and uh this is a way to get them to move to that or they're moving in that position that the dudleys were in where they're putting in uh the newer guys they had their run and now they're going to be putting over the new guys and you know the dudleys were hot when they came in and they had the new day beat them over and over and then after that they were just used as uh gallows and anderson did yeah yeah exactly so it, it seems like one of those two you know with the broken thing uh if if the hardys do get that you gotta wonder if that's is wwe gonna push that they don't own it it's something someone else owns how much are they gonna push that character on their tv when they don't own it i mean you look at They're the stuff that they own it. that they don't push you know you, you, i think we're overthinking it i think it's something for matt hardy to do so jeff so so it's so it suffices Jeff that his brother's being handled and his brother has something to do while Jeff Hardy goes and be the main event act that I guarantee you he's going to be. Mark my words. They've got a lot of uh, DVDs to sell with Jeff Hardy still. They have a lot of T-shirts with Jeff Hardy still to sell. He, it's not going to be anything close like 3D because of Jeff Hardy. Yeah, but mark my words. If if they do get that broken thing and what and mark it's J- July 10th. I'm saying it. Uh, th- they're gonna kill it dead. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it hey, they could yeah. put Jeff in in the main event without having, without Jeff's the not going to have anything to do with it. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, it's you just going to be Matt. Jeff will be his own gimmick. I hope so. Oh God, they're not stupid enough to make him be Brother Nero. No. Right, but I'm just saying. I think if they get that broken character, I I just see WWE. Just uh, you see what they did with the NWO uh, Goldberg when he came in the first time. Uh, when he, all these opportunities they had, they bought WCW. Yeah. When Vince McMahon didn't create it, he's Little, not going to push it. That's true. In the club, you know, you definitely, right. technically had the race to somewhat. Yeah. I mean, he could have done a lot more with that pairing with AJ and Finn mm-hmm. and Gallows. Um, 
yeah. yeah, I mean, you just you just see he doesn't uh, he doesn't care if he doesn't have his fingerprints on it. Yeah. So Gals and Anderson got that win tonight. Uh, the revival came in, attacked the Hardys. When after. was the last time they won a match on Raw? It's it's got to be months. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. But are are they going babyface? Because there's no babyface tag teams right now, other than the Hardys, right? Uh, Rhino and Slater. <laughs> right. Well, no, you're uh, right. That's it. Yeah, there you go. So I wonder if they're going to turn the club, or they just have heels against heels with Sheamus and Cesaro. Because it's clear the Hardys okay. thing is done. I think. Yeah. We shall. They see. still need a feud, though. They still need they, guys. They still need that feud, though, for them to officially break apart, though. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not just going to do it next week on Raw. You mean you know, the Hardys? Backstage. It's going to happen in a match. And and a... yeah, it'll probably be. I mean, are you talking about the club or the uh, the Hardys? The Hardys. The Hardys yeah. will have one more angle before, you know what I mean, If they when they do split up. Yeah, so I think this is it. This is probably the revival for the next month or whatever. And maybe the revival right. beats them at SummerSlam and, and they do a split or do whatever. But, yeah. It's the way to do it. Revival has got to go over. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have to. It's good to see them back on the main roster. They had been working main events, so I think a lot of people were, <laughs> were a little worried. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're back on the main roster. So after that tonight, we had the Mizzies uh, with the Miz. Miz TV segment there. Mm-hmm. The Taraj in full effect. Maurice was out there. And, uh, you know, things kind of devolved. Um, we had not only Dean Ambrose, but Seth Rollins coming out, getting involved tonight. I mean, I guess we really can't talk about this without talking about the, the end of the show. I mean, do you think there's, there's something there? Do you think we're going to see Seth mixed up in this? Or is it just going to still be Dean and the Miz now for a little while no. going forward? It seemed to me like Dean and the Miz is done and they're going with Seth and the Miz is kind of what the impression I got. Um, I don't know if, if you guys did, but I just groaned out loud when Dean's music hit, you know, I was like, man, I thought this, this feud has been going since December and they freaking hit his music again. Um, but I, until Dean came out, I thought this segment was great. I thought Miz was fantastic. Bo, da- Bo Dallas looks more like a star than he has his entire time. And uh, Curtis yep. Axel as well. So he does. Um, I thought I thought this was great. Now with Seth and and Dean, if they're doing a mini Shield reunion, you know, it's still they need a third guy, and I can't see them putting Roman in there. Um, no. So you know, unless they're doing handicap no. matches with the Mistourage against Dean and Seth, hmm. gives them something to do, and it gives them someone to beat. Because I I, I I would guess that Dean and Rollins go over. Matt, did you watch uh, Raw Talk last night with The Miz? No, I haven't had a chance to. You guys have been keeping me up all hours. No, I'm joking. Um, so, I haven't had a chance. Raj, did you check it out yet? Not yet. Best, best promo The Miz has done since the Talking Smack one last summer. Oh, don't tell me. I want to watch it tonight. Okay. Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you anymore. But The Miz Raj got a chance to speak. Very good. Very, very good. Good. All right. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. So, I think, you know, The Miz, man, I mean – He's on fire. I think with Seth, I think it would actually kick Seth's game up a little bit to put him something in there. Cause Seth on the mic, it's been kind of hit or miss. Right. So we'll see. You know, that's it, it, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, came out of that to Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Alexa. Now Raj, you were saying on Twitter, this is the continued burying of Bailey, but mm. Bailey did get that pin. She did. 
So they decided to eight weeks in a row might be too much. <laughs> so say it out loud that you were wrong. Right? I was wrong. <laughs> they didn't bury her this week. <laughs> um, I, but you know what this, I don't know. It, it's looking like a multiple person match then at SummerSlam because they had Sasha kind of beat her last night, Alexa, and then Bailey tonight. Yeah. So usually that's kind of the setup for, you know, yeah. a multi-person match. So there you go. Wow. That's so they just do that every major pay-per-view. Did you did you hear that? Like, that's what TNA used to be guilty of back in the day. Like Dixie would get everybody on the same page, you know, which I appreciated at times. Try to get everybody on the pay-per-view so everyone could get a payday, right? Um but then as I started working more and more and I worked my way up the cart, you know, it was like, fuck that. You know, like I, I'm getting like minutes taken out of my match. Mm. Storyline versus whomever that I've been working for months and months on. And I only get to go seven and a half minutes versus 12 because you want to have, I don't know, friggin' some jobber versus jobber too that haven't been on TV in, you know, 10 months. No, you know, and I was the only one that felt that way. And so, like, with this, they got a WWE. I'm very surprised to see guilty of something very similar. That's what they're doing, trying to cram as many talents as they can on the big shows. For the talent, that's great. It is. But, Colin, it is not. And it hurts them. Did you hear her, her pop tonight, by the way? Uh, um, Sasha's? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was louder than... Huge pop. Yeah, and I thought it was louder it, than Bailey's. I farted it. I had I farted all over it. By having, you know, uh, just kidding. Here comes Bailey's music too, <laughs> and it's just a completely different vibe. And she got a pop too, obviously, because everybody loves Bailey. But I don't know, man. Sasha, they, they just find new ways to freaking screw her, you know. And Michael Cole's got to stop screaming. It's boss time. I hate that. <laughs> cool. So when he talks about like Sasha, who I think is cool, she becomes not cool by proxy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, so I, so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the the, the storyline telling with the women is just it's just the same playbook, and they just repeat it over and over. It is predictable. <clears throat> and I saw the spoiler yeah. for main event. It was Emma uh, versus uh, Mickey James. James. So yeah. they didn't even follow up on that whole thing last night with Emma and Dana that happened during the pre-show. I already forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but that was like a piece of storytelling. If you watch the pre-show, I yeah. mean, you should be rewarding your viewers to pay attention to this crap as oh, opposed to just like, oh, you know, it never happened. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I think even if you have a stupid storyline that you started, at least finish it off somehow so people, you know, don't think that all your storylines are not going anywhere, you know? <laughs> Speaking of not going anywhere, so tonight, Goldust versus R Truth. Okay, this was the longer oh match. God. We built what? What was this like a ten-week buildup? Every time I think about it, in my head it seems longer. But talk about yeah. like just a wasted opportunity. I mean, Matt, did this at all salvage your diminished expectations by this point? No, because again, I I, I can't keep saying this enough. This should have happened. They do now. I just. Unfortunately, no matter how hard they work, passes out there. Longest match look, they've had in forever. But they both look great, I thought, yeah. especially Goldust. Um, it's not their fault. It's the company's fault for dragging it out. 
Yeah, it got to the point where people were just wanted it to be done. And they this should not have even been on the, you know, the last night's pay-per-view. It should have been on the one before. That's how long this has been going. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. No, he's right. When we, when, hey, do you remember the first time we saw the Golden Dreams, what's it called? Shattered Dreams production thing? Yeah. And we were like, oh, shit, this is awesome. This is like old school gold dust. We love this. Yeah. With three of those, boom, then the match should right. happen. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, to, to me, the show just started dying here. Like, I thought it was a good show up until this point. And then, like, like Matt said, I thought the match itself was fine, but the crowd was just, you know, they were just quiet. You could tell they just wanted to move on from this. And so, eight-week build, you just ended on, uh, on Raw. They did that with Finn and Samson, too. You know, they had this build for the last four weeks and just to throw away a match on Raw. You think that it's ended then between him? I hope it is, but do for Finn's sake. Yeah, I think with how, just how clean it was, uh, it is. I mean, they might do a one rematch where Finn wins again, but it definitely seemed like um, this wasn't a series. I think if it was the start of a feud, they would have had Samson go over and then, you know, Finn eventually win. Could you imagine? I would boy, I would never watch the show again. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way <laughs> if, if that happened. Yeah. What do the fans think? Do the fans love like? Do they they love him like I like? They like him like as much as I do? Or who Finn? Yeah, Finn. Oh yeah. I mean, just yeah, check Finn. out the crowd. They, he he gets you know like the loudest reactions of any of the baby faces right now. I mean, who got a bigger pop than him yeah. tonight? Not not Seth. Maybe Brock, but uh, that was about it. Good. Yeah, Finn's got the fan base, man. So I think uh, it's just frustrating for everyone. You know. Um, yeah. so yeah, gold dusted, uh, went over our truth. And, uh, after that, Kurt Angle came out, introduced Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Um, Roman Reigns came out, talked about his intention to face Brock at SummerSlam, but then they were interrupted by Samoa Joe saying that, uh, he's, he's still in this setting up a match for next week between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe to determine the number one contendership to face Brock at SummerSlam. Matt, what did you think of the segment and that wrinkle going forward? I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I think Roman Reigns, Ushi, rolling his eyes at Joe and going, so I'm like, yeah, you really had his number last night. Yeah, Roman, he did. He kicked Brock's ass all over the fucking ring. Did you not watch the show? He kicked the shit out of him. He made Brock sell more than anybody's done. I dare even say then, then Undertaker. Go back to Taker's match versus Brock. You know, and Goldberg's was over really quickly, so that doesn't that doesn't count. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. sell for like ten minutes. So I'm sorry. I, I still th- I was still impressed by what happened last night. Joe's the guy. Um, although unfortunately, I do not see them letting Joe beat Roman Reigns again. Um, and it's going to be Roman versus Brock, um, which is going to be a good matchup. Don't get me wrong. I just I see my boy in there, you know, that's all. You think they might do that? You know how they'll often when they do that, yeah, where they have a double pin or something and it it leads to a three-way. Would you rather that or one-on-one? Okay. If Joe's not in the picture versus Brock, I'll please, yes, I'll take the three-way. Yeah. Possible. I could see them doing it. He's out there. He get over with the fans. I was saying, did you see him step up tonight? Did you? Oh, he was great. He was on fire. 
That's my only worry about the three-way. That's my worry about the three-way is that they do it so Roman can pin Joe so Brock still looks invincible. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, 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 want Joe win. Joe. I want Joe to win at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Joe I, I, uh, Roman. If that was their plan, yes, I, I would rather have them have it. Otherwise, I'd rather it be a one-on-one just because I think one-on-ones just feel bigger, uh, you know, a one-on-one match. But I got to say, I love this segment. I thought Joe was on fire. His promo was just off the hook. I thought Lesnar was freaking great. You know, anytime he cuts a promo, uh, he comes across as so authentic and real. And uh, <laughs> and he just <laughs> yeah, seems yeah. like he does not care. I mean, I don't know if it's scripted for him to say, you know, what did he say? I don't, I don't give a shit or, you know, something no, like You that. don't deserve shit. You know. don't deserve shit. I mean, it's such a simple line, but when he says it, it's just so awesome. Uh, so I thought it was great. Roman had a couple lines, but he was clearly, uh, you know, overshadowed by, by Joe and Lesnar here. Um, no, I thought this was great. This, I thought this was probably the best thing on the show. Uh, and, and the main yeah. event. Oh, if only, if only Joe, if only Brock doesn't care enough to let Joe win on a rematch, because Brock's probably the only guy that could get away with that. Just that spontaneous decision. Like, ah, oh, let him pin me. Why not? Regardless. Of yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brock, I don't know. Uh, he, he seems like whatever creative decision they make, he, he'd probably be fine with it. Now, I'm sure there's a certain way he wants to be booked in a match, but. Um, Definitely. You know. <clears throat> so we got one cruiserweight segment tonight, and we'll, we'll address all the Kurt Angle stuff at the end. Uh, but we got Akira Tozawa and Cedric Alexander versus Noam Dar and Neville. Um, I'm just going to say it. These guys wrestled their asses off tonight in this segment for what it was. I thought it was a good showcase. Uh, Matt, what did you think? Great, great. A bunch of athletes doing a lot of athletic things that I was really impressed with. Don't give yeah. a shit about the, oh, any of the storylines. No story. I just don't care about any of them. Even Neville. Now it, he's starting to get, remember I told you, I told you that saying again, don't get any on you. Yeah. Neville is starting to get some on him. Mm-hmm. And that's by by proxy of the rest of the cruiserweight division. They're bringing them down. Yeah, because horrible call getting rid of Austin Aries. Another example. <laughs> well, they got nothing now. Now, I mean, they're they're dragging this Tozawa thing on because they got no one else. So, what did I say, Glenn? When did I say this division was going to die? By SummerSlam. By SummerSlam, it, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll probably keep it going just because they have all those guys under contract. But it's it's pretty dead. You know, it's pretty much dead. Oh, um, which makes me worry that they're going to say, you know, Finn, Finn versus Neville, guys, that'd be a hell of a match. Let's put Finn in they there. They would. Hey, if you, could get Finn, if you could get Neville back on the, the main mm-hmm. roster and keep his, you know, keep his character and not change oh, it no, and not. It, it won't be Neville to the, the main way. roster. It'll be Finn to 205. Finn to 205. Oh, God. oh, God. Yeah. No. That would be a such, a, they pay, they pay him too much to do that. You know, so they, they would not do that just based on how much they pay him. Oof. I don't know. I think, I think I'd pay money to watch that match, though. Oh, oh it would be, be awesome. Match. I just don't want to see it with purple ropes. Yeah, do, do it with the regular ropes. I know. I know. Be good. <laughs> um, but uh, Cedric Alexander, especially, I thought tonight, uh, really good showcase for him in the ring. Um, but Cedric Alexander. He's a star. Uh, yeah. That, that dude's agree. a star. They just don't give him shit. I like Cedric. I like, I like most of the guys on that 205 Live roster. It's just those stu- stupid-ass storylines that just bring him down, the hokey comedy and – Look, you know, Titus, the Titus brand is involved in the main storyline on 205 Live, you know, and on 
the regular roster, that's, you know, prelim fodder. So, and that's nothing against Titus. It's just not a, it's not a main event storyline that people really care about. Where's so. Gallagher? Oh, good question. They, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it has been a while. Oh, it wasn't, yeah, I guess it has been a while. If someone in the, the chat. I know he's worked him a what was that, Matt? I was going to say, like, he's worked Neville a lot, you guys, but, like, that's one I'd, 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 I'd watch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of rotating Dar, through. I the... hate Dar. I can't stand <laughs> Dar. He needs to be hit by a bus and get off my TV. They need, yeah, to, end that, like they need to end that Cedric Alicia Fox storyline. Oh, my God. I thought, I thought he, Ambrose – that's been going on as long as Ambrose and Miz. Yeah. Anyway. Um, he doesn't need it. Yeah. No, I don't know. So, so, I mean, it's something for her if she can't work in the ring, but still, it's kind of just weird. Um, main event tonight, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. Bray, two wins in a row. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. This is good. He, he looked money at the start of that match when he was just camped out in the ring there in that gear and everything. I thought, like, he looked really, really good. He had this con- a little more confidence and swagger going on. Um I don't know. Where do, what do they do with him next after this, if him and Rollins are done? No, who the hell knows? I just know that he got another win, and that um, I'm happy for him because he's a, I like his character. He came over in the trade, that, like he, the draft. He was supposed to be a big part of Raw. Mm-hmm. You know where they should go? And I don't know what they did wrong, but they, they – they... Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> finish, your, finish your thought. Where? Uh, go with Finn and Finn and Bray. Finn is done with Elias oh, Samson, duh. and uh, you know, yeah, it seems seems like yeah. a natural fit. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. And and have that at SummerSlam, and bring the demon back, and get and have a reason to bring it back. Out. Yep. And SummerSlam is a big show. That would be a good one to to have it back. Yeah, I have to say, Finn is the demon against. I'm, so here's the good news about that not being on the pay-per-view last night. That would have seemed a little weird. Finn is the demon against Elias Sampson. Well, like, <laughs> no, he's, he, he's, got, he's gone on pay-per-views without the, the demon stuff. Yeah. But what's, what's, the, what's the weakest opponent he's had when he's busted out the demon gear in NXT? It seemed like it was always big no, matches, big opponents. It was always a big match, yeah. Yeah. So, it was always a big match, yeah. Yeah. I don't think Elias is, is worth makeup. Uh, back then, too. Yeah. 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 NXT is, I mean, the takeover shows are still really good, but the, the roster is just kind of depleted. It feels like. Any yeah. rumors on Bobby, uh, Bobby Roode getting called up anytime soon. Uh, but I was just thinking about this the other day. He's been there as long as, as Nakamura. He was there as long as Nakamura, even longer. Cause he showed up yes. on that same show that longer. Nakamura was on in the audience debuted. Though. Yeah. Just in the, but he was signed. Yeah. You know? He had signed like the day before. So Oh, that's right. Nakamura was there slightly longer, like maybe days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's been there, just stuck there forever. And they really can't get rid of him because they got no one else. I mean, Drew McIntyre, yeah, he's great, but I, I don't see him as the face of NXT. Um, no, but I hope they do him right when he goes to the, the main roster because that dude could be really good. He just can't talk. Just don't let him talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we got sort of two cliffhangers we ended on tonight. So after Bray Wyatt ran, uh, won and 
ducked out of the ring. We had the Miztourage come out to attack Rollins, and then Ambrose come in to uh, attack the Miztourage and save Rollins. Um, mm. So, yeah, we could be seeing Rollins versus the Miz. We could be seeing some tag team action, the Miztourage uh, versus yeah. the two of them. Does it feel like placeholder to you, Matt, or do you think there's there's more there than that? I think it's Bray, guys. I think it's Bray and Miz going forward tagging against Ooh. the two Shield members. That'd be that's my opinion. I'd love to see Bray as the Miz's spiritual advisor. You know? <laughs> Come on, I mean, you're not a megastar until you join a cult, right? It, it is a lot more star power than you know Miz and and Bo Dallas and and Curtis Axel, just based on how Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel have been booked and not having any wins. So. Uh, I could see that, but again, I, I I hope they do go with Bray and Finn, but we'll we'll see. With Finn versus Bray, yeah, I'd much rather that happen. Yeah, this was like the it's too early, but it, let's say this was this storyline, us being in the Miztourage has been going on for say like six months to a year. This would have been like the ultimate transition to going back with his brother. <laughs> You've been wanting that forever. You know what I mean? Like I, I still think that's a great storyline out there. Yeah, he has the look, and and he's talented as hell. Like he's better than Bray, as far as in ring work goes. He, he always was better. Um, it's just on a down, man. Yeah, he did another nonsensical promo. Do, do you like this one? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um, a little more coherent. I sounded like he had a theme, talking about, you know, stuff he, Seth's he got took, to pay for. He took Rollins' spirit. Yeah, something, something along those lines. Rollins' promos tonight, I thought were just weak as hell. He he just sounded like anyone could. I don't know. I feel like Rollins. Uh, he needs to up the the toughness in his promos a little bit. Anyway, especially after that two K eighteen video. You know, I mean, we, we saw the, the angle version this week, but especially after that. I mean, I want Rollins to be a little more badass. I think that yeah. promo was uh, Rollins at his best. And, uh, man, let me, let me ask you about this, because I know, you know, you, you've known Kurt, and uh, I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan. His promos have, and his mic work has just seemed off since uh, he's been back with WWE. It has. I don't know if it's just not being comfortable with the, the scripted – just how scripted it is now or, or, or what it is, but um, it could be. Or it's definitely, you're right. Well, his storyline now, I mean, they've got him. I, I don't, I don't have a reason why. Yeah. This is, I mean, forget the joke about this being a male soap opera. They've got him in a full on soap opera storyline right now. It's all, all right. kind of different, you know? Yeah. So the show ended with that. It, they, they, he said he's going to reveal next week, whatever this thing is. The person he loves and who he's proud of and wants to introduce. And all I kept thinking was, I know we joked, but please let it be Matt Morgan sending him DPs. Just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of people. (laughs) Um, Did he, when he was talking on the phone, did he start by saying, hey, bro? Or did I just hear that wrong? I don't know. Why? You insinuating he's going to bring a chick on TV? At first, I thought it sounded like he was talking to a dude. You know, it almost sounded, uh, you know. The chat thinks it's going to be Dixie. Why wouldn't it be a dude? Chat, chat. Well, like it sounded kind of, kind of gay. Not, you know. 
Did it not wow. to, did it not to you not guys? A lot of people are thinking Dixie, it's Dixie. Though? That might a be more controversial than, than a homosexual lover. Yes, Dixie <laughs> Carter might be more controversial than that. Okay, but then what? What do you do with her? Yeah, I, what's the storyline? Like, why? What? What? What's the big thing that Only he had to keep way secret? Makes sense if there's if there, if there's another company, like invasion type of thing. Is the only way this works. And I, yeah. can't, is, is, I can't. I can't see the boss of another that. company. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I just don't get. I mean. You get a one week pop, and and I think within three weeks it just kind of be like, you know what? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. I. Hopefully, it's him introducing someone. But again, the whole storyline was that it could ruin his career. Uh, it's something that if it got out, it, you know, it would, it would be damaging. And then today they seem to change the, the, the outcome and being more like, all right, you just come and we'll, we'll reveal it together. So I don't know. I still think it'd be awesome if it yeah. was like old videos of Kurt and Stephanie from that storyline back during the attitude era. And, uh, and, uh, I think yeah. that would be great, but there's, there's, there's no way they're going to do that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Still, you know, I'd, I'd place at least $2 on Matt Morgan coming out there and being like, surprise, everybody. Kurt and I have been talking. Who do you think it is, Glenn? What do you think it is? I think Dixie's a good guess. I think the Steph thing, it seemed like it could have been Steph-related, but now it seems like it's gone too far. I mean, he was saying there was some stuff in there when, when – uh, what uh, – uh, Corey Graves was saying about, you know, your career and people are going to still support you and whatnot. And it's not going to be a market. I mean, so it's like, I don't know, man, this could go in any number of directions. I'm just worried that a lot of them are bad. Like this could go in very bad directions. Um, but we'll see. They built this up for way too long. I mean, this has like been going on for what? Eight weeks now. Yeah. It's been a while. I was gonna say two months. Yeah. You think they they do like Kurt Angle against Triple H? I have no idea. Dixie and Stephanie in their corners or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll I see. I mean, Dixie's on the network, guys. That twenty four, Kurt Angle twenty four. I mean, that right there is a big big I step wish forward. It, I wish I could see it. Sorry, Matt. I know we're keeping you from things. So we'll wrap this up soon. Um, audience. This is the commitment that Matt Morgan has to this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> joking. Yeah, he's sacrificing joking. for all of us. Um, so we'll see. I mean, look, man, how many times have we seen people in WWE programming? People never thought Eric Bischoff would show up on WWE TV. So, I mean, Dixie, it's like kind of keeping in the tradition of uh, if Vince McMahon can own you at some point, he will enjoy that enough to, put you on television yeah there's a world of difference between dixie and eric bischoff though yeah i know eric bischoff was beating vince i don't yeah. i could not see him bringing someone like gary silken or you know someone like <laughs> you know that billy corgan is going to show up on <laughs> right. wwe tv yeah as as a power figure you know so but you know yeah. it, it would it would uh, it would be something it would get the internet talking for sure who knows? But he said for sure, you guys, that he's bringing this person on TV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that he loves them. He proclaimed. He his says love. that to everybody, though. 
Uh, yeah, that's why I love you. Every text message to me, so that <laughs> <laughs> could be a guy. Seriously. But they seem to they seem to they seem to emphasize that on the promo. Oh, okay. So that's why I thought it sounded like a, a gay thing, which I, I'm po- almost I'm <laughs> it's not, not positive it's thing. not, but I'm ninety percent sure they wouldn't go in that direction. Wasn't Steph <laughs> teasing a year ago that we were going to see LGBT storylines in WWE programming? I think she took that back no. pretty quickly after that. <laughs> yeah. WWE known for their subtlety oh, and yeah, care, uh, uh, you know. I think it's not different. Yeah. Um, no, no I, I agree. Uh, so, hey guys, it's a week away. We'll know soon. Um, all in all, Matt, what did you think of Raw tonight after Great Balls of Fire? Big fart in church. <laughs> um, didn't like it. I liked the Joe segment. That. Um, I liked I liked the whole segment. I did like Roman's part in that promo, by the way, earlier on when he was stepping up to Brock. I liked that. Um, so that three-way promo was great. Um, the The matches were good. So let me be clear about that because I hate shitting on – like I'm a worker. I hate shitting on people's matches when it's not their matches that sucked. It's the storylines and the time they've given them or something creative done to fuck it all up. <laughs> creative. Um, but the main event was really good. Um, other than that, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of the girl stuff tonight because I do not like them doing that. I yeah. hate when they hodgepodge them all together. Um, I wanted to see follow up on Sasha Banks looking like the head B I T C H, you know, and take her rightful spot back, even though she's not the champion, as the bad bitch, you know. Yeah. And um, that did not happen tonight. They're idiots. They don't listen to the freaking audience. <laughs> And especially, I mean, no one saw it, or very few people saw it. I mean, Raw Talk, Matt, you'll enjoy Raw Talk. Because Sasha oh. last night absolutely came and did what she needed to do on the TV yeah. tonight. You know? She cut the promo oh, she should have cut tonight. So, good. One other thing, guys. Yeah. There was nothing with Braun tonight. You'd be like, oh, Braun just got into a freaking car accident. Of course yeah. he shouldn't be on. Something monumental like that happens, like what happened last night. And I was listening to Mel- – I, I, I rarely ever listen to Dave Meltzer stuff. But I was going through YouTube today. Looking for more Young Bucks videos, and um, and, and I came across it about it, and he was like, he said the same thing we said about like it, it almost was like a double turn, mm-hmm. you know, like Brett versus Steve Austin. So like, when something big and monumental happens like that, you have to follow up on it. Yeah, you know, I don't care if the guy was dead, but he he walked out <laughs> on his own power. So if you could show that, you could show him limping out, Spirit of '76 tonight, get on the mic. Do something to, 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 to tell us what happened to him. What's going on? Um, is he, is he a baby face now? What's going on with that? You know? Yeah. Maybe next week he shows up and costs Roman. Uh-huh. Yeah. I felt like there should have been a whole segment just dedicated to that. Like Kurt, fi- at least finding Roman doing something, we- you know, uh, even you know, just something that follows up as opposed oh. to it just segues into a title shot at SummerSlam. Here's the thing, and any other and guys, in any other segment where something like this happens, I would absolutely say the guy's got to sell. He's got to be home selling. He just got freaking lit up in an ambulance. I get that, but something magical happened last night. As corny as that sounds, something magical did happen that they did not expect. I know they didn't. He Braun got over huge last night, in my opinion, and everyone else's opinion that I hear talk about it. So. How do you not listen to your fans and say, screw what we had planned. We got to do something different because this guy right now is on fire as a baby face. We got to do something tonight. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I think by yeah, by keeping him off TV you know, a couple of weeks, he, it's his pop is going to be huge when he does come back because you're not expecting it as much. You know what I mean? Because it, it's it's uh, not like he's going to lose momentum in a couple of weeks. I think people are going to be more anticip, you know, more excited to see him. But he was off TV for you know like two months there. But it's yeah, and he got a huge. It's pop not when the he came monster back. walking out of the car accident. Yeah. It's not the monster yeah, walking true. away from the accident anymore. He's home. He licked his wounds. Yeah, that's true. I want to think of him supernatural, like what we saw last night. Like he walks into the arena still with the bandage and stuff on. <laughs> still bleeding. Like he limped to Houston. Like just he slowly crawled his way to Houston and showed up at the end there. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so we'll see, man. Uh, before we wrap and take it home tonight, so, Raj, what's going on with this Paige and Alberto El Patron? Situation? Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, they had an incident at the airport. Uh, they got in a huge fight. Uh, the the lady who saw it actually called me today and was uh, telling me about it. She got it all on video. She sold some of it to TMZ. Um, Time out. Yeah. <laughs> some woman just call you. Uh, it's easy to she, get my she's info. Just a fan at the. She was just a fan. She was just a random wrestling fan at the airport that saw this yeah. go down. Yep. And then called yep. Raj Geary. Yeah, and in the middle of the recording, the audio's online. Yeah, she you can even hear says, the audio. Like, I'm a she... big fan, but you guys need to chill the f out. She's yeah. like, it was weird. You know what? Shame, shame on her for saying. I'm not, no offense. I know you run a website. It's your way you pay your bills, but shame on her. That's disgusting. Well, here's if the you thing: you witness something and you're worried about it, file it to the police. If you give a shit so much. Don't well, be here at the website she, looking for fucking payoffs. Well, here's the thing. She was, uh, she got upset that they kind of, she felt like Paige in her tweets uh, afterwards was put, throwing right. her under the bus because she was actually trying to help them out during this whole thing, during this whole situation. And so. Um, and Paige, uh, Paige gave a complete counseling story. Them? Well, uh, she was counseling Paige kind of. Yeah. And intervening. Um, it's terrible that, you know, when I saw the headline about domestic violence and incident there, I assumed, you know, your brain instantly makes an assumption about who's doing the violence yeah. against whom. It's these two are like Whitney and Bobby for wrestling. Like they are both a danger to each other. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it hasn't been good. Um, I mean, they broke up a couple of weeks ago. That lasted like four days. They've broken up in the past. It was even on Total Divas one time when they broke up. And uh, this time, you know, Alberto's in the airport threatening to, you know, have Paige thrown in jail because she hit him or something. So it's uh, it's wild stuff, man. It's it's uh, it just doesn't seem like it's good for either of them. But you know, they're adults. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see what happens there. Um, anything else we should cover before we wrap up here, Rush? Um, JJ Dillon, I'm going to ask him your question, oh, Matt. Yeah, that's right. I got an interview with Sean Tomorrow, Mooney. You guys remember Wednesday. Sean Mooney from the 80s? Yeah, so uh, got that coming. Yep. Got some stuff with DDP. Uh, Vader was upset with them. Wrote some stuff on Twitter. I talked with Dallas about it. So we got that coming up tomorrow. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of it feels really busy right now like things are really picked up over the last few weeks as far as just wrestling in general it feels a lot more uh exciting than it did a month ago 
Did you get the official rating for yeah. July 4th? I mean, Meltzer said it was insane with uh, Cena back on SmackDown. Insane, but lower than, you you know, lower than it's been. But for a 4th of July episode, it was really good. Gotcha. Uh, it was, I, I can get it real quick. Do, 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 do. So it was 2.329 million viewers, which was, you know, the lowest number they've done since the June. Th- there's like two two or three episodes that have done a lower number this year, but for 4th of July, you know, usually it's, they, they lose a ton of their audience. So yeah, uh, it, it held up pretty well. Between that and the rap battle. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, JJ Dillon, our special guest. And we'll talk about everything that happens on SmackDown live tomorrow night, the fallout from AJ winning uh, the belt from Kevin Owens at the Madison square garden live event. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? No, I'm good. BP Matt Morgan, people. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. And uh, if you're like Raj and don't know what the BP stands for, look at his Wikipedia page. Blood right pressure, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, in the meantime, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the wrestling news because apparently as stuff happens, people just call Raj Geary on the phone and he writes it up. So, Well, she emailed me and it's in my signature. So that's... <laughs> well, there you go. The so if you email me, you can get my phone number. Yeah, the, the news comes to Raj. He doesn't even need to chase the news. Um, until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. On behalf of myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, and Mr. Raj Geary, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.